Hey, Jeff. Hey, Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well, thank you. We are live from Akron, Ohio. No, we're in Fairlawn, actually. We are right around the corner from Akron, Ohio. We're in the greater Akron area. Northeast Ohio, hello to you. We are out here for a panel that we're doing tonight, and we're very excited about it. It's talking about branding basics, and we're going to talk about our whole career. We're going to be on an esteemed dais full of dope people talking about branding. We're the only ones going to be talking about our career, but we assume other people will have good advice about what they have done. I just want to have better advice than anybody else. I want to be more inspirational than any of these motherfuckers. Did you think about what you were going to say on the plane out here? No, I was just like... Whatever anybody says, I'm going to one-up them. All right. So yeah. Yeah, you're going to take their story and you're going to be like, well... Yeah, I mean, that's cool, but <laughs> if you really want to be inspired... That's right. Well, actually, we do have a really inspiring story, which is this. The other night, we were hosting a club date with Loki from You Heard That New and Duce Palooza. Yes. And Goldlink. Goldlink. Grammy Award-nominated artist by this you- time... Why what? are you putting Goldlink second? It, it was low-key from Duce Palooza. Yeah, oh, sorry. The Rock Nation branded party that grew out of a small apartment uptown in New York City. Has anyone ever mentioned that? Duce Palooza. Yeah. Not the other brand. No. Shout out to our friends over at Duce Palooza. And Goldlink. And Goldlink was there too. Yeah. And we are on the bill to, you know, hosting is a thing where you just, you know, stand on couches and you make a scene and people are like, I like those guys and I'm glad that I'm here. So we were there. We were on couches. The music is blaring. The people are having a good time. Loki's doing his thing. Uh, uh, Just Dimmy was on the ones and twos. Everyone's having a great time. I check my phone and I look at Twitter and this dude said, are the roots really covering Waco by at It's the Real on the Tonight Show? Crying face, crying face. So what are we led to believe? That it's a joke. Like, why Why would the roots ever cover one of our songs? There's no way that this is possible, right? Yeah. So we say, yeah, right. Show us evidence. And he did. He showed a video that he took from his phone of the television of the roots covering our song Waco as Taylor Kitsch, an actor from the show Waco on NBC, walks on stage. And we listen on headphones and we're like, this is unbelievable. Yeah, we, we got to get out of here. We cannot be here any longer. No. So, so we jump off those couches, grab our jackets, run and say goodbye quickly to our friends and be like, our music's on TV. Questlove was playing our music. Black Thought was rapping our song. This is crazy. We got to go. And we jumped in a car and we headed to go see The Roots, who had a residency all week for Grammy Week at the Gramercy Theater. Yeah. And did we see Questlove that night and say, mm. well, we did We did see him. We ran into some um, friend of ours, Dan Glogauer, who was like, oh, that's crazy. You should go say hi to Amir right now. And, and thank it's like, him. Yeah. And we're like, uh, I mean, he, he like, no, I don't, I don't think he like knows us, knows us. But like, we're led up the stairs and Dan leaves us. And so now we are standing next to Black Thought, who is talking to Dave Chappelle. Yeah, and, and it's and not like Questlove is like on the stairs, about to get on stage. And it's not like we're going to be like, "Hey, you barely know us. You played our song the other night." And excuse me, Dave, but yeah, that's really important to us. Thank you for this. No, yeah. we, we didn't do that. We no. were like, "Oh, we were up here by accident. Excuse us." <laughs> you know? We didn't. No, we didn't say anything. We, we just walked through. Out. We came back the next night, though. Yeah. With the and by the way, all three nights that we went to the roots. 
live performance, their Grammy Jam, were awesome. And as, you know, seeing friends and enjoying the music and watching the best band on the face of the earth kill it. Yeah. But really, we were there that third night for one reason and one reason only, to see Questlove afterwards and tell him thank you. So we were, we were down there. We're in, in the sort of like VIP area and Questlove is standing there and we're like, hey, I put my hand out and I'm like, Eric from It's The Real. And he goes, oh, oh, <laughs> so we were just like, yo, and he was like, you guys. And we're like, thank you for playing our song the other night. And he was like, thank you for writing a song called Waco. And then Jeff said the best line of all, which was our publisher. Thanks you <laughs> for getting us paid. So that was amazing. Questlove is awesome. We got some fun stuff to talk about in terms of him and the roots coming up real soon but i do want to say this guys we set out to make this album for us and for people who got our sense of humor and enjoyed our music and and enjoyed the greater it's the real creativity we sat in that studio with greg mayo you know every session for for three years crafting this thing and and making it and when we put it out there was a certain excitement from having it out on all the streaming services and being able to download it. And and there was an amazing feeling when we were on stage performing the songs. But this was like an excitement in a different way because it was so unexpected. Yeah. I mean, this is something that we could like show our mom. And, you know, I, I don't even know that it means so much on a greater scale, but the fact that The Roots chose our song and played it and someone recognized that and hit us up the surprise was just so amazing. And so what I want to say was, on our way out here on the plane, I re-listened to the whole album because, I, and I don't know what other artists do, but I'm not there listening to our music every day. This is something we put out last May, May 26th. Right, but you wanted to get our streams up. I, I did. I wanted, to, I wanted to hear it with fresh ears and be like, well, what was Questlove thinking when he, when he pressed play on this? Or, or what did people think, you know, if they listened to it today? And it's really great, and I hope that people get a chance. I know we talk about it every week in the in the uh, outro of this podcast, but really, if you if you want to hear bars and jokes and smart inside humor about rap and just good music overall, I hope you guys go to whatever streaming service you use, Title or Spotify or Apple Music or SoundCloud, everywhere where it's available. And press play. Just start at the beginning and press play. You're really going to enjoy this project. It's called Teddy Bear Fresh. If you want to hear the song Waco, just go press play on Waco. It might lead you to another song. It might lead you to another song. It might lead you to another song. We have a lot of material there. I'm super excited about it all over again. And we perform the songs regularly. And I was thinking about this too. It's like you get on stage and you rap and you don't even think about like the words. You know how the beat goes. You know when you jump in and you know, you know how you react on stage. But re-listening to it again, I was really impressed. So shout out to Greg Mayo, who produces everything for us and was like super excited when Jeff texted him at one o'clock in the morning that this actually happened. Shout out to everybody who got excited online, on Instagram, on Facebook. Shout out to our mom, who we got to play it for, and Aunt Jane and everything. Shout out to Munir, who held us down for three days straight at the Roots shows and who's just a great human being. Shout out to Lee, who was our connect to get into the Gramercy Theater on a couple of those nights and said that he enjoys the podcast and comments and likes every time that we tweet. And guys, definitely go press play on that Teddy Bear Fresh project and just know that we're super excited about all the new music that we're recording right now. But this project that we put out not even a year ago should never be lost. 
Go enjoy that and, and let us know what you think. Today on A Waste of Time with It's The Real, we have Guapdad4000, who is an Instagram personality. He is a rapper. He is a force. We believe great things for him in 2018. This dude came over and you know what? I got to be honest. We didn't know a lot about him. We know what we've seen online. We don't know his background. He hasn't done any interviews. Right. We have the first interview with Guapdad4000. There's so much that we talk about from growing up in West Oakland his parents being scammers, he not having this sort of like idea of what he's going to do after high school, he actually becoming a scammer, trying not to end up in jail like his parents, him actually ending up in jail like his parents, his getting into rap. There's a lot that we sort of discover along the way about his psychology, about his relationships, about his, his ultimate drive once he figured out what he wanted to do with his life. And we get to talk about his first video, or maybe not his first video, but his, his video for his song Money, where he is on a resplendent white horse <laughs> so with his do-rag just uh, waving in the wind. Like, I, I don't even want to spoil what he says or the answer to Jeff's question, but just know in the first 10 minutes, you guys are going to be like, this dude is destined for stardom. Like his personality is infectious. His way of thinking is so unique and his way with words is powerful. It's only power moves over here. And by the <laughs> way, the ending of this podcast might be one of the best endings of our podcast we've ever had. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know it was going to go this direction. It is explosive at the end in the best way possible. Shout out to Guapdad4000. Shout out to Sam, his manager. Thanks to everybody who helped put this thing together. Again, this is a big get for us. Shout out to everybody who's gotten excited about this episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. Jeff, when do you want to get into it? Right now. Yo, what up? It's Eric, a.k.a. Trail Mix, a.k.a. Counterfeit Checks. Yo, what up? It's Jeff, a.k.a. Fuck With The Vision, a.k.a. LASIK Instincts. Yo, what's up? It's Guapdad4000, a.k.a. the leader of the Armani Army, a.k.a. the Ferragamo Falcon, a.k.a. the nigga with the Bushini Bank Butter Biscuits, <laughs> a.k.a. the Burberry Bang Bang. <laughs> yeah, it's a waste of time, it's the real. For now! What's happening? What's good? Yo, when we told people that we were having you coming on the podcast. Do you understand how many people in New York were excited? Do you understand how many people outside New York were excited? Like, we're super excited, but for all the people out there who know of you via your social media, via your music, just via your name, this is a big get for us. We're thrilled that you're here. <laughs> That's dope to hear. I, I'm, I was surprised when I found out this many people were like fucking with me out this way. You mean just these two people? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, nah, I was talking like on Instagram. I just posted like a bullshit ass picture. I didn't even think I was like maximum handsome because that's my requirements. <laughs> I gotta be maximum handsome before I upload. And I'm like, this is like medium handsome. I'm putting up anyway. <laughs> and then that's it was just booming like. I, we were in a meeting. I I was going through like 180 DMs. Like, yo, you in the city? Every New York dude was telling me it's his city. Who's looking for you? Everybody, I, <laughs> I guess. Like, I mean, you're gonna hang out with Cameron. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. dope. How did he first discover you? Or when did he first discover you? You know, I don't know. To be honest, I'm cool with uh with Johnny Shipes. Mm -hmm. That's his man's. Yep. So um, he was just like, man, you gotta get with Cam. You like the new Cam? And I was like, don't put that on my shoulder. <laughs> but uh. I'm like, let's do it. Last night, you hosted a party at Up and Down. Yeah. How was it? It was cool. 
I like the vibe in there. Yeah. Up it, and Down's like, it, it seems like a bougie spot. It is. It is. It, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like a bunch of like bankers and like coked out NYU students. <laughs> mm-hmm. But also like, you'll have like a Travis Scott in there. You'll sure. have uh, Chase B in there. What were your duties as as someone who hosted last night? I'm usually just the Hennessy handler. They yeah. give me the Hennessy and I handle it. That's, yeah. That's it. So they actually told me that they had no Hennessy in the building. Why? Shit, I don't have a So what'd you do? I was pissed. Yeah. I, I I mean I got Ducey. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, got a support, it's black owned. Yep. Mm-hmm. Man, that shit tore me up. <laughs> it, it, start, it started taking effect. So I'm like, I'm gonna walk upstairs. It's hella hot downstairs. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna walk upstairs. I walk upstairs and like the homies manager was like, Oh, come meet my homie. It was Bryson Tiller. So Bryson Tiller brought me into a section. He was like, Shh. Yo, I fuck with you like you like Wait, you. Bryson has energy like that? Yeah. He turned up. Whoa. He turned up when he seen me. <laughs> I was juice. I was yeah. I was stoked because you were off the Duce. Yeah. I'm a big Bryson fan. Yeah, yeah. I cried to that nigga shit. I was like breaking up with my bitch. Like you telling on, that? On the road. No, not oh, yet. Okay, but okay. I will. Yeah, yeah, I will. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that's something you say in a club. No, like, hey. Not in the first meeting. Tell yeah. Cam that you cried to Bryson's shit. He'll be like, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Tell Bryson you cried to Cam shit. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I was super juice the first time I like fully tapped in with Cameron as an adult. Mm-hmm. I called him. I FaceTimed <laughs> him like, bro, this shit crazy. <laughs> this is crazy. But yeah, that was that was up and downy. A, a few of my partners from the Bay and LA were out here. That's cool for the weekend for so. Grammy week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you did you have any trouble at the door with like your your group coming in? Nuh-uh. They were like, as many as you want, we're good. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, that's good. I heard it was gonna be some door troubles. That's a tough mm-hmm. door. That's a tough N- not door. Not for Guap that. No. no. <laughs> I've got a question. I just don't know how to ask it, but. How are you with riding horses? I guess that's a pretty straightforward question. How are you with riding horses? I'm a fucking natural. <laughs> I swear to God. Was that your I, first time? Yeah. I, like, he told me what to do. Because I, I rode... Who, the horse? No, no. Uh, the trainer. <laughs> His handler. I rode caribou in the Philippines before, right? Because we just had caribou to... Like, we got a little sugar uh, cane farm and they, like, plow. So, I rode a caribou. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, all right. I've been on top of an animal before. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I he, he was like, keep your feet pointed up. This is the type of posture you need to have. Hit this way. Hit this way. And he told me, like, I look like I've been riding my whole life. And I told him, <laughs> shit, because I have a fucking Cartier Cowboy. <laughs> Let's get it. It is a beautiful horse. Did it have a name? Drifter. Drifter. Wow. Yeah, I remember. It's yeah. Drifter. I got to Hold on. That's very Wild Wild West. No, look. You got to see this picture that I took. I took a selfie with the horse. How long were you on the horse for? I was on the horse for maybe the the collected time of like 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. We shot. We got the shots and then he had to go because <laughs> uh, they had like other shit to do. The horse. The horse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a busy. He's a busy horse. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Drifter is, uh, you know, popping. Yeah. Okay. So this is my favorite selfie with the horse and you can see. He got his eyes closed <laughs> when he embraced me. Look how grateful that horse is to be touching me. It's nuzzling up against your cheek. Mm-hmm. Yo, its nostril is almost as big as your face. Exactly. He big... got to he got to smell places of the falcon that mm. other people don't get. <laughs> like he knows. You he, both look. Oh, I get it. Knows. Yeah. 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 You, <laughs> you both look so majestic. Right. Yeah. Two wild animals <laughs> in a natural habitat who would never otherwise interact. But how's the caribou looking? Oh, he died. Charles died. <laughs> Damn. All right. Caribou don't live for that long. No. This was years ago. I, I was like in like middle do. school. 
I feel like caribou probably live for a very long time. Yeah, when you got one of them and like you're feeding him whatever, because like you giving them scraps or whatever. Charles the caribou. Yeah. Drift of the horse. Mm-hmm. The Ferragamo falcon. Exactly. I, I've I, I've been having affinity for uh, wildlife forever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you watch documentaries? Mm-hmm. All the time. Planet Earth, all the ones Morgan Freeman mm-hmm. narrates, and then that one other guy. Richard Attenborough. You know who the fuck I'm yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're on the yeah. same wave, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Planet Earth, Mother Earth, all the BBC ones, Volcano Doc. I like nature. And you're good with, like, actually being in nature. Mm-hmm. So you can camp out? For sure. All right. My pops, like, if anything, I say he was super consistent on my whole life. We take family camping trips in the summer. I haven't been able to go to him because... I'm like doing this thing now, but um, I want to go to the one hopefully this summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got like pitch tents from scratch, fires. I know how to make s- Swedish log fires. What? Like hang hammocks, everything. See, you're talking to two guys who like like Jews don't camp, right? So oh. like, yeah. oh, okay. all we do is yeah. complain. <laughs> so it's just not gonna work. It's we're, cool. We're yeah. very good at that though. <laughs> yeah, y'all. I got. I'm black. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Wait. my black women cousins do. They yeah. come and complain. <laughs> Yeah, so trust me, I hear a lot of complaints. <laughs> Why don't I get no service out here? <laughs> yeah. When you're camping? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, okay. Trust me, they try to get on that phone. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Bugs and shit. Yeah. So, yeah. We want to start at the very beginning, that's cool. Uh-huh. Where are you originally from? West Oakland. Okay, what is growing up in West Oakland like? Uh, Growing up in West Oakland is like... I can now look at a picture of my kindergarten class of 20 and cross off 13 people wow that's pretty horrible yeah and you're just for everyone out there you're not like you know an 80 year old man no yeah i'm 25 right so it's rough do you have older siblings no i'm the oldest you're the oldest yeah i'm the oldest uh so you go everything you go through everything first everything so so elementary school shit's rough um honestly my parents was scammers too, mm-hmm. so I I I really didn't face poverty until like high school is when it was like horrible, like and I realized I was really from Oakland, mm-hmm. but like my my parents was getting money, especially my mom. My mom was like doing most of the work because, like, and I don't want to use this as an excuse for my past, but like you get you hella young and you get money you handsome you got hella bitches and like you take this girl virginity and she get pregnant at the same time mm-hmm. she 13 you 15 you like finna run from that shit for a while so like i when i was in my early youth i really he wasn't really like fathering shit right you know what i'm saying so he had come around and just give me shit and that was his way of being a, a dad so like i'd have hella clothes and shit like i I got all the fucking magic markers and the art sets and the fucking buy now nineteen ninety nine type yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? But you have the time with him. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. But that was all just to answer that. I had some shit when I was like a youth youth. Mm. Yeah. But mom looked out mm-hmm. and mom was doing both the jobs. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And how many younger siblings you have? Uh, I got two. On my mom's side mm-hmm. and four on my pop's side, one of which I have never met. Well, really? Yeah. My pops was facing like a, a murder trial Whoa. and uh, he ended up beating it, but it was supposed to be a rap. Like th- the court fucked up on something and had to drop it, but it was a rap. Yo, how young are you? 
having all these realizations about like what your parents are up to. Super young. Yeah. I, I, I'm like a genius. I got my, I'm super self-aware. I've always been this way. So I knew early on I've been sharp. So were any of your friends aware what was going on or was that something that you could keep like at home? I mean, I told like my close partners, but you know, I'm from Oakland. My story isn't even that unique mm-hmm. when it comes to like hardships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about um your uh, mom's parents? Were they like in the picture at all? Yeah, for sure. Uh, my my uh grandpa, he's he's a merchant marine from the Philippines. Wow. I mean, from uh, from Louisiana that was stationed in the Philippines. That's how he met my grandmother. He was walking in to get his uh his pocket fix. So his like whatever commanding officer didn't drill him about it, and then my grandma was working in her auntie's sweatshop. Mm. You were ahead of the curve in terms of like your maturity mm-hmm. as a young man. Were you not maturity? Because I'm still like hella immature. Yeah. honestly, I was just sharp. I was just so pick, you're like, street smart. Yeah, were you book smart? Yeah, were you exactly. Good at school too. Mm-hmm. Honor so, roll. Honor roll. Yeah, I graduated with high honors actually from high school. Yeah. What was your like interest in high school? Like, what were you like looking to get into past seventeen, eighteen years old? I had no idea. No, nothing. I didn't know. I, I wasn't had gonna no be college. Wasn't gonna be like. I mean, I wanted to go to college, mm-hmm. um, and then I ended up like at a community college, but I was in. I went to a private school on an art scholarship in San Francisco. Really? Yeah, it's a French American international high school. And what was your focus? Uh, fine arts. So, like, you could paint. Mm-hmm. You could draw, paint, draw, sketch, sculpt. And what, do you, what even got you into like fine arts? Are you like going to museums as a kid? I mean, like, are you going to San Francisco? Are you going to like what is your world at that point? Uh, anime. Strictly, it's, it all started with anime because I just wanted to draw the shit. Mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Z specifically. Yeah. So I just started drawing Goku, and then I noticed that I'm like kind of getting good at this shit. It's a library like down the street from my house. They got like how to draw books. Uh. My pops had, like, robbed his truck or, like, one of the crackheads that was working for him, like, robbed a truck. And he, he gave me, like, 800 comic books. So then I would just go through the comics, like, draw shit and shit like that. Were you creating your own characters, too? Nuh-uh. It was all just strictly eye to paper. Mm-hmm. And so at a certain point, you got to consider, too, like, so many of your classmates aren't making it, right? Mm-hmm. How do you know that you're going to be the guy who gets out? Well, luckily, I went to, like, a really good middle school. It was, like, trying to petition to be a charter school. It's called Kit Bridge Academy. I think there's one in New York, maybe, like, two or three of them. But it was, like, a small thing where they, like, paid you to go to the school. You got, like, a paycheck and shit. Um, But it was super rigorous. You start at 630 and don't leave till 6. Do you have to wear a uniform? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the uniform like? (laughs) Khakis and fucking... Like Jewish clothes. <laughs> <laughs> what are they not? Yeah, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> are you wearing like a yarmulke? <laughs> <laughs> Damn near. <Yeah. laughs> so, so every day, everyone's looking the same. Every it was it was best behavior. Yeah, I, I hated it, but I liked uh, being around hella smart ass people too. Because then you don't game? feel like weird. Yeah. Hell yeah! No, yeah, for sure did. That's what got me even like aware of like the private school circuit and shit then that's how i was able to get into that school was it and it's not all like boys no 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 i lost my virginity to a girl that i was going to school with in sixth grade sixth grade yeah and so you were mature <laughs> i mean i mean we started you, yeah. fucking hella early 
Like sixth grade is early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I was mad that I didn't lose in the fifth grade. Like my partners. <laughs> yeah, like we start fucking so early in the bay that I was lying to my homie since like maybe like the fourth grade about getting pussy because mm. it it was like rumors about oh such and such had like had sex and like. I was trying to be one of them dudes, so I was lying for the longest. How do we know you're not lying now? Because <laughs> I'm that nigga. <laughs> but when you, um, like, when I, I just remember, like, fucking for the first time, and it clicked, like, halfway into it. It wasn't like, I'm nervous going in, because I've been lying about actually fucking for so long, I thought I did. Mm-hmm. So then it clicked, and I was like, oh, shit. Yo, they, this so is warm as fuck. We, we went to public school. They didn't even start teaching health class until yeah. seventh grade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so by that point, you're in health class. Are so you just like, oh, yeah, no, yeah. See, that's I, me. But I, I learned uh, sex ed in seventh grade, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was a whole, like, man, that, that picture they was painting was something, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> something drastic. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you're not seeing the actual insides of a woman on a... <laughs> Man, and then you're not seeing, like, the rotting insides or infected insides. I mean, that's one way to paint the picture. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because so, that's what they were showing us, because they was like, y'all, you know what a dick is, you know what pussy is, mm-hmm. this is... Wh- oh. <laughs> that won't happen again, I promise. That's a warning to that's everybody right, out yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, look. <laughs> but this is what... It's gonna happen to you, nasty motherfuckers, <laughs> if y'all keep running around here humping like rabbits. What kind of trouble were you getting into in middle school? I was a thief. A thief? Yeah. Like a good thief or just an like amazing thief. An amazing one? Mm-hmm. I only got caught because I would forget that I stole something after having it for so long. And then I'd bring it around. Mm, like yeah. what? Like a bike? Uh bikes. Little trinkets, rings, necklaces, wallets, yeah, uh, things that Game when, Boys, when people games, see them, they're like, oh, CDs. That's my shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I never stole from like my friends, but I used to steal from other people. It's you, really reassuring that we have you in our apartment. I, by the way, <laughs> are, you, are you off the? How long did you uh, do the the thief the thievery thing for? Uh, maybe up until like tenth grade. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a Where while. Where did you learn that from? Like, did you have friends who did it, or was this just like you're like, let me see what I can do? I just used to be obsessed with ninjas and like assassins and shit like that. So I was just wanted to be like slick. I was trying to master like sleight of hand and shit. I'm still like a pretty good pickpocket if I wanted to be, mm-hmm. but I don't really get to utilize that skill in the field of rap. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that should be a really dope cover if you were like just a rapper, so you could get close to people and then <laughs> steal like watches and yeah, stuff. Yeah, very very smart. All these people in the crowd watching you, and then yeah. you just like little sleight of hand. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So was music a part of your life at any any point in that that time? Um, we had a really good theater teacher who was just like obviously an underground rapper but i didn't piece it together as a youth i just thought like man this nigga like rap music too his name mr cuevas latin dude super down to earth but like will drill you like your uncle if you you know what i'm saying he was that type of dude so he used to bring like his rap partners and they taught us how to scratch and shit what yeah um and this was all in fifth and sixth grade before his rap partner like got signed to some whatever and then they never came back but um <laughs> we he's we used to like have ciphers and shit and that's when i really start like kind of doing it but that's as early as it goes it wasn't like i got a notebook and i'm rapping that's when i just really like but start you, fucking with it but what were you listening to 
Uh, just Bay Area shit, man. Mm-hmm. Like Keek the Sneak, Keek the Jacka, E Forty, Mac Dre's God. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's the, he's my musical Lord and Savior. Mm. Um, and everybody else that was like, even my ears were so open at that point. Like, if you were from the Bay, I was listening to it. And of the course, the Pack. Oh, <laughs> come on. Yeah, the Pack, Go Dave, all those people. Do you think you were sort of like at the forefront of like kids who understood music or do you think like you got it from some of your friends? No, I think just the Bay as a whole, we was like hive minded. Yeah. Which I I think came later to bite us in the ass as like a generation. Um, Why do you say so? Well, because everybody was just on the same wave of being a hive mind just in terms of. And not my generation, but uh, the the people who were making music at that time. Mm -hmm. It was just like. Bam, we doing this, we doing hyphy, we doing this, and nobody really like broke out of that. Right. It's unfortunate. You were in your own cocoon. Yeah. Yeah. So like if a new song dropped, even if it was like just a nigga in East Oakland like picking up a mic, people knew about it. Like it was on sidekicks, no key ringtones, early before sidekicks, like fucking what's that site that used people we used to go on no kids and like mm download mp3 i forgot what it was on, but it was only on nokia's though <laughs> um but you just knew i don't think that i was any type of super like advanced or like picking up on shit mm-hmm. so you weren't like going to like um like not right.com nah, not yet not yet okay. not yet not yet i heard okay so i read um i did i did a little bit of research i i saw you did an interview and i'm forgetting the name of the website you might remember but uh you talked about how you were walking down the street and you would get recognized by people and they were just like interested in how you looked Mm -hmm. and they were like what are you like a rapper yeah exactly and so you were like well i might as well rap exactly that's that's basically how what was your look uh remember i told you i used to steal right yeah Mm -hmm. so i taught bitches how to steal for me and they would i sent them into neiman's and barney's and like department stores and shit and i was just like collecting silks versace had like reintroduced their old school silks for a while so i got all of those i got some hermes silks like some cartier shit and then i would just wear them giving them my niggas we all be like super sauced out so that's why people thought we were rapping because we were walking around looking like b you got little staff who you send into the stores uh-huh. yeah and you trust that they're gonna do their job and bring it out and then what how do you split it like you're like all right this is what I want, and then do they get some money, or do they get, like, some Yeah, I mean, too? because at the end of the day, I, I'm having them steal so we can put it on my big homie DJ's Amazon and just sell the Flip shit. Flip it, mm. gotcha. So yeah. once PayPal clears in, like, whatever business days, it goes to uh this my, like, little bitch account, and then I take it out of I had her debit card. So I just <laughs> take it out of hers, leave something there for her, and then the other bitch is just doing it for dick. From you? Me or my partners, it just depends. Right. Yeah, man, it's a good operation. Yeah, this it was is cool. A, yeah, no, it, the it, business model like works. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like you know you could take this to Shark Tank. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure, for sure. So, but at at some point, Mark you, Cuban pulled me to the sidelines. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See, but you need a good pun at the end where you're like, now which shark wants to get like this dick? Like, no, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so. At, at certain points, you would wear some of this shit, though, and people would see it, or mm-hmm. you would, like, carry some of this shit, and they would nah, see it? No, I would just wear it. I will keep, like, my favorites. I was a young nigga, like, with $600, $800 shirts. And so what happens when, when someone's like, yo, where'd you get that? Barney's. 
We're sad. Would you? <laughs> would your Would your mom ask you? Oh uh, no, my mama knew. My mama knew, but she, uh, but she was only around for a certain amount of time before she went to jail. While all this was happening. When was that? Uh, she went to jail like shortly after we start, cause we people were like, "What are y'all doing?" So we start throwing parties before we can make a song, cause an opportunity had presented itself. But my mom went to jail like in the middle of our party hype. How does that feel to watch your mom go away? Uh, I it sucks that I was already really used to it. My mama had a, like went to jail for smaller amounts of time before. My pops was always in and out of jail, so. I just knew that it came with the territory for what they was doing. Were you visiting your dad? Uh or did he not wanna No, nah, I, I I don't know. I I was reflecting on this uh, maybe like a couple of weeks ago, but I always had a thing like I never cared to like write or visit my parents. If they mm. called me then I would talk, but I didn't want to like write or visit them. So if your mom was doing like, you know, smaller stints at a time were you left in charge since you're the oldest? Um, see, before it was my grandma, cause she was. We we all stayed in her house on 10th Street. Mm-hmm. Um, but once my grandma had like, she started getting sick and she got cancer and she just like mm. ran away to Arizona uh, for treatment. Nah, for to run away. My I got family out there, mm. so she was out there and uh, nobody knew that she had it. I didn't know. Nobody knew. Just one day she up and left. Nah, it was just kind of she. It was smooth. When I say run away, it's like in her mind that's why she was dipping. Yeah. But like in our mind, she just needs to like. It's so much going on at the house. She just need you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when responsibility fell in my lap. Yeah. So you're you're making sure that you know you're what do you got a younger brother and sister. Yeah. yeah so you make yeah. sure that they're like awake and going to school and like yeah. fed and good school and clothes back at night breakfast. That's a lot for. Yeah. I mean, you're still young at that point. Yeah. Like, that's a lot to take on. Did you think, like, this is unusual? Um, I didn't, I didn't, f- I didn't realize how unordinary that it was, out of the ordinary, until, like, halfway into it. Because I, I just be like, all right, it is what it is. I'm such an is, it is what it is type dude. Same thing with losing my virginity. It's like, halfway into it, it hits me. That's, that's with everything. You're looking after your brother and sister. You got your your different hustles, you know, that's bringing in money. Mm-hmm. Are you thinking that you're ever going to leave West Oakland? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. All I know is I want to. My brother, so like uh, I had moved my partners into my house so we could pay the mortgage. Mm-hmm. How many? When, uh, Six of us. Holy is there cow. room for six people? We got like a five bedroom. Oh, all right. Yeah, my, my uh, grandpa was super good at like carpentry and shit. So mm-hmm. he uh, built a whole another floor. We had it was a one story house. He turned it to a two. Mm-hmm. And downstairs we kind of just trapped it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like me and him shared a room. There was a middle room upstairs. Plus once my mom went to jail, I just moved into her room and then it, it was like that's what it was. Yeah. Um. Were there rules in the house? Yeah, just don't go in my grandma's room. Because <laughs> she's back and forth, so yeah. she's in and out. And mm-hmm. then she's, like, super at the church a lot. Because uh, my grandma's a nun, a Catholic nun, third order. What? Well, yeah. Does so, that mean that, that religion was a part of your life? For sure. I grew up devout Catholic. Wow. Uh, like Sunday school, the whole thing? Sunday school, catechism, communion. Wow. Yeah. Do you still go to church as, 
you know, on regularly? No. Okay. Uh uh-uh. uh. So okay, so you move all your friends in yeah. or at least five or six of them in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah don't lowball him. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> all your good. friends, like, you know. No, yeah. but that was all my like I didn't uh I didn't want nobody else. I didn't want to be friends with nobody else. I'm so we so tight knit. Mm-hmm. Like uh, that was it. That's all I needed. Was was these was the dudes I was gonna take over the world with. We throwing parties. We like at the time because of like me being famous on Tumblr because of that house. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't need nobody else. Well, how did you get famous on Tumblr? So it was just we. We like wanted to get on Tumblr because that's where all the bitches was at. Mm-hmm. And thank God it's free. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, we was just like, man, we need to start taking pictures. And then this dude who who would like pop up at the house because he used to fuck with my mom was just like a scammer dude, and he just like scammed for us a good ass Nikon with like a lens kit. And we were gonna use that to like film a TV show in the house about all the crazy shit we was doing, but we didn't have a laptop. So we just used it to take pictures and then uploaded it at my homie's house on his desktop. And what was the vision? Um, it wasn't no vision. We was just yeah, doing just Tumblr viral. shit. Yeah, <laughs> we was like uh, taking pictures in like these silky ass shirts. And what's a what's a good post at that point? Like how many how many likes? How many like? I mean, it started off when we f- I got my first hundred followers. I'm like, all right, I'm popping. Yeah. Right, and then that kind of spiraled up and up and up to where now I'm getting like 10,000 reblogs now I got like 100,000 reblogs my followers is like from like 25k to like 150k and I'm just like man I'm I'm getting recognized from it now mm-hmm. cuz Tumblr's like the thing right and at the time I'm only talking to like mixed artsy hoes so they completely know who I am or at least have seen me right mm-hmm. And did it work? Did you get... I was fucking all them. I okay. fucked a lot of um, bitches who are now, like, Instagram famous. Really? Who's yeah. fucked more... Um, who's fucked more girls, you or uh, Base God? Who's fucked more bitches, excuse me, you or Base God? <sighs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> Back in the pack days, I know he was running through them. Yeah. Well, but I fucked <laughs> hell of bitches. Well, because everybody offered up their bitches for Lil B to fuck. Yeah, but he didn't accept all the offers. That's, That's true. true. Yeah. yeah. And you did have, you know, your business model was, you know, steal from me and I will give you dick. There you yeah. go. Yeah. See, you, people, people got to understand, like, at this time is when everybody's discovering sex, everybody's fucking the most. We're like either... Everybody in, high in your school. group. It wasn't like the world. Just <laughs> in the Bay, yeah, yeah. In the Bay. Like, that's how oh, it was. Oh, sex was the thing in the Bay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Dope. Uh, <laughs> so, like, that's just how it was. Like, you, we meeting up, and after the functions, it's time to fuck. Mm-hmm. We damn near ducking off from the party to, like, go fucking and come back in here. So, were the parties at your house? It was. They were at my house, and then the huge parties that we got famous for were at warehouses. The Moose Lodge, like shit, like that. How did you? Lodges and shit. How did you end up calling them whatever you called them? All right, so we were calling them Project X because the movie, the party movie, mm-hmm. Project X. It was actually. I mean, you were stealing, so might as well steal the name too. It, and it wasn't. It wasn't even my idea. Some dudes, some older dudes from North Oakland, came to me and was like, "Man, y'all popping right now. Like, I am the most internet famous person in the Bay. You." Yeah, 
at this point in time, nobody else is going viral for anything, and I'm just like super popping. Everybody knows who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why they came to me. Plus, my niggas is also either just as popping or like right under. So we need y'all to be the face of this thing. I'm like, all right, cool, yeah. Uh, wh- wh- how much you gonna give us pay? And they was like, we give y'all two hundred dollars each. I said, hell no. <laughs> and then they was like, all right, well, we give y'all twenty five percent. But you got to do it. He tried to make it seem like normal throwing a party shit was hella hard. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> After that party, they counted up 30000 on the table in front of me. And I said, <laughs> I want 50-50. Yo, wait, hold up. Wait. They were going to offer you $200. Each. <laughs> and you ended up with how much that night? I, I don't remember the cut. But more we than shaved, 200 Yeah, definitely more than that. Because we were only splitting it three ways at that time before it, we were splitting it six ways on the next ones. Wait, what does that tell you about people from, from North Oakland? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's hella funny. But so, yeah, pretty much. All right. So so now this party shows you like that's a real moneymaker. Yeah, it showed us like this is it right here. And then we had paid. Uh, like, I forgot who we paid. Mm, I can't remember who or what. I think we paid Mr. Fab mm. to come through. That's that's our, that's our guy. Yeah, yeah. I fuck with Fab. Yeah, yeah. Um, did he have to come perform, or was this the, the he, walkthrough? He came or? up. He came, he came up and like did it. No, it wasn't even Mr. Fab. Oh damn! It was Irk the Jerk. All right, we don't know him, but shouts to Mr. Fab. But yeah, also yeah. shouts yeah. to Irk the Jerk. Yeah. Irk the Jerk. He's yeah. one of my favorite people. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the Bay. He's an older. He's not. Oh, no, I, mean, I know. I know the yeah. name. Yeah. I'm just saying I don't know him. Yeah, not yeah, personally. yeah. Yeah. And no disrespect to Fab, I fuck with Fab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but we paid Eric the Jerk to come through, and I remember like giving him the money, hella salty. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, this could be us. We might as well really, really rap. So by the next party, I had learned how to make beats, and or at least started to. You know, what uh, software are you using? FL. Mm-hmm. I downloaded it on, on one of my pops. My pops had got out of jail, and we were at his house. He gave me a laptop. He didn't really give it to me. I just kind of took it. Yeah, mm. as you do. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> On brand, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's when I started. He would then disappear. I, it was a time where I don't know if he went to jail or like what he was doing. You didn't ask? No. Yeah. I don't. If I don't hear from my dad, honestly, for like a couple weeks, he in jail. Hmm. Yeah. And where's your mom at this point? In jail still. She okay. was doing a three-year bid around this time, and they wanted to give her like eight. Jeez. Yeah, but my mama finessed. She got to like a a, a rehab program in uh Buffalo, in New York. Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah. Jesus. In Buffalo, New York, because she was in Rikers. She went down out here, yeah, you know, on the East Coast. Uh, and then she like finessed. She said she, like, when she had to, I don't know what it's called, like that little meeting where like you can like get time shaved off or whatever, and mm-hmm. like they tell you you ain't shit. She was like convinced him that she was addicted. To money. Was she? Yeah. But, I mean, that's something that you got to win over when everybody else is talking about, yeah, I'm doing coke. Yeah, like, right. You yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? She, My addiction. Yeah, she convinced him cash. that she was addicted yeah. to money, and that's what she went to rehab for. You have your high school diploma, right? Uh-huh. You have this party business now. Yeah. And you got two younger siblings that you're looking after at home. And... Are you like, yo, this is not only, like, my present, but my future? Like, I'm just going to, like, throw parties until it ends? Yeah, I thought we were going to throw parties forever. But 
Oakland Police Department had like a they they different, different opinion. Yeah, different yeah. opinion. <laughs> I mean, we were going about it the the super legitimate way. We knew that we needed a party permit. We just didn't know specifically how to get one. Went up to the police station, hurry up and went in there because like any nigga like walks to the police station from the front and not yeah. like the court side. Mm-hmm. Niggas <laughs> looking at you weird. So, um. We we meet this dude named Officer Espinoza, and he's like, oh, yeah, man, you need a, this type of permit and this type of police chaperone for, like, an expectancy of over, like, a 1,000 people. Gave him $800 that he sent one officer to the party the day of. We were set by the fourth party. <laughs> we came in, and he slapped us with file about, about as big as that book right there. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, this y'all complaints. <laughs> this is the Facebook and and like really it was that thick our complaints was probably like this but it was this cause he printed out the full Facebook <laughs> thing of like the thread the party thread and he's like yeah people are talking about all kinds of crazy things who are these people neighbors or uh, just no like- just like cause he's, he knows people are smoking in the venue Yeah, he knows there's drinking so he's like I want 8,000 from 800 and uh, I was like, all right, <laughs> we got it. Gave that to him through the party. The next one, he wanted to charge us 15 bands. We found a workaround. Oakland has an art and soul festival. And uh, it's downtown Oakland. It's right in front of City Hall. And we just found, we lucked up and talked to a lady that was working in City Hall who does like public events and she knows to do. And she was like, uh, oh, no, I can get you that. <laughs> so she got us that and he was hella mad Yo Officer Espinoza Yeah no, nah, he a bitch ass yeah. <laughs> I hate him And he can do whatever he wants He don't got a boss It's just him in an office Damn Damn So what were the signature things That people would recognize From one of your parties A Project X party Oh man We would uh we we would get like uh, bounce houses just like just like the movie we had mechanical bulls strippers uh we do we do like a smoke line like bitches will line up on stage just past the blunt like a twerk line bitches just come out in panties and bras it was crazy and we film like in general it was a good vibe honestly yeah, yeah. but we filmed the most grimy ratchetest like wild sweaty shit we put that in a recap video and sent it to Worldstar and Worldstar was posting everything um, just because it was wild. Yeah. yeah. White people would see the shit and then RSVP for the next <laughs> one. We didn't have an RSVP. We had no thing as pre-sales. So we'd be like, okay, whatever your fucking name is from sorority from Michigan, <laughs> on the next one you got 60 tickets. <laughs> They're gonna be at the door. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So that line was just nuts. Yeah, it was crazy. The line, the line would be like two blocks long. It was impossible to throw it without like a police officer just driving by and seeing it. So we needed police escorts because, or else, they come shut us down. And they needed sixty tickets. <laughs> <laughs> what was the biggest party you guys threw? Uh, probably the last one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was huge. It was so crazy. It was in. And I, this story is hella funny because I'm getting, you know, you throw a party, people calling you all the time. Yeah. I got a call from, I know what 213 was. I had never talked to anybody from L.A. on the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, hey, uh, 
I heard you guys like are throwing the parties. It's YB Keem. That was my name at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, yeah, this is him. And she was like, cool. I'm Deborah Lee. I run BET. <laughs> <laughs> my son's in town. He's in like San Francisco with the new boys. He wants to come through the party. And I, the whole time, I'm like, how the fuck did she get my number? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how she did. I was like, uh, yes, Miss Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring him through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then he came through with the new boys. Uh, I know. I don't know. Oh, he, I, I think he did. Yeah. But we had the actual actors from Project X. We flew them out. What? Yeah, we had them there. We like, I was dealing with, like Krayshawn and V Nasty, and V Nasty was like trying to get a gun in, <laughs> and we was like, no, <laughs> because at the time we needed to be the ones with the guns in the party. Mm-hmm. Sure. So. No. Yeah, right. no competition. <laughs> yeah, especially, like, and no offense to her, but she a girl, so if too many niggas rush her and just take her shit, now we got to worry about somebody who's not a public figure who can actually use it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just assuming that she would make the career yeah, smart yeah. decision. <laughs> um, what was your relationship like with Krayshawn and Be Nasty? I mean, I didn't know him like that. They just wanted to come to the party. Mm. Why was this the last? I had met Lil Debbie at Urban Outfitters in Berkeley, and I called her Krayshawn. <laughs> and she was like, no, I, I, my name's Jordan. I'm Lil Debbie. And I was like, cool. Can I get your number? <laughs> did it work? I got her number, but uh, we never, like, did followed up with anything. Why was this the last party? Because uh, we couldn't. We lost that lady's number that got us the party permit. I'm pretty sure she got chewed out. <laughs> and this dude, like, wanted 15000 for the next permit. Yo. But you guys were making like way more money than that, right? Yeah, it's just that at this point it it's not worth it. Next thing you know, he gonna worth he gonna want thirty thousand, and we're already in the in in a position to where we we completely don't need the niggas who like who idea it was anymore, cause like we are the face of it, mm-hmm. no matter what. Like they they were making recap videos for it and shit, and like they were shout themselves out and do and you could tell like it was like it was their thing but at the end of the day people was coming for us the new dance craze like the fucking yike movement in the bay that was invented partially at my Mm -hmm. parties (laughs) um and another cool story from the parties is i was getting like i got a message on facebook from this dude dominic and he was like yo i got this song i'm i'm like i like recorded it but i want to like shoot the video at your party I told the nigga no <laughs> Cause back then I I hadn't checked myself yet Well reality hadn't checked me Or I hadn't been humbled yet So I'm Super up my own ass Like pff, Head so big You can't sit behind me Type shit You're killing and it I'm like nah nigga <laughs> The stage for us If If you ain't super more popping Like if you aren't already A rapper Hell no Right if you're not the new boys <laughs> And we weren't even gonna let The new boys perform <laughs> right? We just wanted them to come Right Yeah this dude was like, yeah, he came anyway. And my brother told him yes because he hit us all up. <laughs> my brother told him yes, and my brother D's nice, way nicer than me still to this day. He's mm. super good hearted. So he was like, yeah, no, uh, this dude finna come up. I'm like, that Dominic dude, yeah. He's like, yeah, he says his name like Sage the Gemini or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's, and that's how I met Sage. Wow. That's crazy. Was that like his first like viral hit? Yeah. From that party? It wasn't. He didn't he ended up shooting a video at the party, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but he reshot it. Once so, he had like a budget. 
But what, you you became friends with Sage, right? No. I mean, we just kind of knew each other. I didn't. Mm. I wouldn't become friends with Sage until later on. Gotcha. So what is what is your vibe sort of like tell you about like yourself at this point? Like like you know what kind of tone you set at this party mm-hmm. and what you can do for a crowd of just like thousands. But what's that say about you as like an entertainer yourself? It only like worsened my ego to keep it a hundred because I'm I'm so big in like the power of the mind and uh manipulation. If I mean that's that word sounds sinister, but I always like to see like what I can get away with and or get people to do. Uh, so for me it was just like I was just getting high off my own sauce. Like damn, I can control a room of this many people. Yo, it started from sending two girls into Barney's. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> Because the, I learned early on, like, I, I remember I learned this, I think it was like third grade, when usually if you talk to somebody in a certain way that puts them in that pocket, 95% of people going to stay in that pocket. Mm. Was that the case with the five friends who lived with you? Were you the leader? I was the accidental leader. I never, like, bossed up on none of my niggas or nothing like that. Um, I'm just, I just got a strong personality and... I just help ultimately make the decisions. Like I was the leader. Mm-hmm. I was, I'm the most talented, so I'm doing a lot of the work. But they know that I'm like working with them and not making them. You know, it was never yeah. like I run shit around here. But I just was like <laughs> the leader. You yeah, know what I'm saying. So um, you did talk about how you said you got humbled. Yeah. When is that? Oh, we fell off after the parties. We couldn't throw another one. Because we couldn't get another permit. And then once niggas spent their money, that means other people will have to spend more to, like, catch up for their cut. And this reality really started setting in. Because now my grandma I'm, is used to me paying for a certain amount of things. So now I've completely taken over everything. Mm. Um, so I'm now got to be a, an adult. Mm. Like, full adult. Before, like, the responsibility is on me. But I'm kind of getting money. It's fun. Yeah. But now, like... We don't have a way to make that anymore, and it needs. Now I realize like the necessity that comes with a responsibility that comes with bills and, mm. and shit like that. It's like it's it has to. It's guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So does that mean you get like a nine to five? Oh no, I started scamming. Okay, you went back. <laughs> mm-hmm. And where did that take you? What kind of scamming? Like credit stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. You know, I, I like I had an, a relative who was doing it. Nobody wanted to teach me anything, but I kind of like shadowed him, just like being over. Oh, uh, what you doing? Going yeah. over there and just like soaking up the game. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's how I just kind of knew. I ordered my own equipment and got rolling. Mm-hmm. Got rolling like soon. And then as soon as I did it, my little brother Juice came up to me and was like. Because I didn't tell nobody I was trying to do. I would just be, like, taking Bart to San Francisco. Yeah. Mm. And then coming back, like, no bags. And I came back with bags. Mm. They were playing uh, PlayStation upstairs. I put the shit in my room. Juice comes downstairs. He's like, so what we doing? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you tell him? Theft. Yeah. 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 At any point, were you afraid that you were going to get caught? Every time. Yeah. Every time, every day. Because I w- I'm not my parents. They were my parents. I always say my parents was like my Jesus. You know, he like died for your sins mm-hmm. or whatever in the Bible. 
they went to jail for my mistakes that I would never make. Mm. You know, you're watching your parents, and you're not like, I'm just not going to do that at all. No, hell no, because I needed paper. Mm-hmm. Like I, we, I, and it was also kind of an ego thing too. Now that I honestly, th- I never thought about it this way, but like maybe I was so stuck on like needing to get hella money because I wanted to keep up with my own mm. self image. Because mm-hmm. to the Bay Area, I'm up here, right? Like people literally consider me a local celebrity. And you're not gonna just start working at Starbucks just because it's Hell there. No. Yeah. Right. Hell no. Hell no. I was uh, a girl that I was dating at the time who would then become my my girlfriend for like six years. She was working at Peace Coffee. She got me an interview. Mm -hmm. In the interview, I got the job and I out-talked him and like proved him wrong six times. We only met for like 30 minutes. (laughs) How was he wrong in like six times in 30 minutes? Man, he was wrong about the origin of his own company, (laughs) of Pete's. And he's the manager there. Uh, Was it Pete? (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, pizza and oh, I do from Berkeley, mm. but uh, he was wrong about hella shit. You got the job and you were like, "Fuck it, no, I'm not gonna." Yeah, that. I, I, I never showed up. You're bringing home bags. Yeah. How well are you living at this point? Man, shit's picking up. So in between me not scamming and me like figuring, trying to figure it out, I was just kind of like burning through my own money, living off handouts, asking people for help. My my niggas is like trying to carry my weight, you know what I'm saying? I'm doing a lot. I'm but I'm not scamming yet, so I'm depressed. I'm like liking myself in my room. I'm like drawing dark ass shit. Like all my beats suck at this time. Your girl's still with you at this point? Yeah, she she in the room. So she became my girlfriend because I wanted to. I got tired of fucking so many bitches. Mm-hmm. Like I'm literally fucking a bitch. Like ah ah ah. Then I'm looking down like. What am I doing? Right. I didn't even know. I pulled out, went upstairs, made a sandwich, and then, like, that girl was my girlfriend. Wow. I called her, like, yeah, I know, dude. Come over. And then it was a crazy, it's another story for another time. Yeah. About, like, when I met her, I, I was high off of edible for hella long. <laughs> and I had to get my stomach pumped and shit. Holy shit. That's that's another thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but what does it say about her that she stuck around during this, like, real dark time? Nah, I mean, it was cool, but she was also depressed no. mm-hmm. so it was did worse. you guys feed into each other yeah we yeah. kind of fed into mm-hmm. each other because she was talking to like a black boy from oakland and her parents wasn't fucking with that she's thai black and cuban but her, her parents was like big body in me i'm really? trying to like do the math here but her mom's thai and cuban her pops is black mm-hmm. um and wasn't okay with with you mm-mm. yeah because I was from Oakland. Not really necessarily me being black, but mm. I was just from Oakland. Right. And they had moved to, like, Gilroy or some shit, and they was living a bougie life. Damn. Yeah. They obviously never went to a Project X party. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they See, and because I had this such wild image, and, I like, they didn't even get, like, communicate with me or nothing. Yo, what do you, what do you think the, the basis of your... your your depression was do you think it was like you went from this thing where you were like the most popping person out there to having no platform whatsoever anymore yeah it was it was me losing what i felt like was our dreams coming true Mm. and the only way for me to make money and then now i was cornered because i couldn't if i go back to working the job then i in my mind i would be thrown away my career as a rapper which i what i is decided i wanted to do because i ended up being good at it and at that point are you guap dad 4000 no not yet okay i'm still yb keen right 
recording and you guys, as you guys a, were all the mm, YBs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're scamming, uh-huh. but you're rapping. Yeah. Does that mean that you're just like still making your own beats on Fruity Loops? You're are you distributing this at all? Are you putting it on SoundCloud? Are you Man, I'm putting it on SoundCloud and that's it. I, I didn't know what else to do. You're not performing it live or anything? Nah, I I would perform at some parties. I was super big on the art scene because I paint and shit. So I'm performing at like all the artist shit. You know, I'm doing like I right, like three hundred dollars a show or some shit like that here and there. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling it. Yeah. In my mind, I'm still a rapper, but I literally was like doing nothing. Even when I had hella money, like flash forward out of depression, like off antidepressants, I started drinking. I'm having fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I still didn't know what to do as a rapper. I had rapper friends. I'd help them with songs. Mm-hmm. Like who? Sue, Kehlani, mm-hmm. um, Cool John. And it's just because the Oakland scene is so small mm-hmm. that you know everybody. Well, I mean, it's because it's so small, and I was just as popping as them. Right. But I'm saying that, like, it's not like in New York where you can have different scenes. Like, in New York, yeah, or in, uh, in Oakland, it's like... Okay, like Kaylani, I am Sue, Kamaya, Kamaya. Like all these people are coming up at the same time, like yeah. in the same space. Mm-hmm. It's it's like we all here. Yeah. yeah, there is no other scene. Like music wise, there's hella scenes in the Bay, but music wise, right? If you if you're like a musician, then there's one scene. Like yeah, yeah. So w- were you rap for like uh, urban music? Yeah, There's so like, we during, got like a good, in like hella rock bands came from the Bay and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. so but like I'm I'm speaking urban wise. Dur- during this dark time, are you still dressing like you had been dressing? Nah, like- nah, hell no. Nah. I like sold a couple shirts. I just was like trying to make money, and that's also how I stayed afloat. I man, and this I I I, had, I was so attached to this one Givenchy shirt yeah. because Kanye West had it, <laughs> and at this time, all I'm listening to is like can't tell me nothing. That's like that's changing my life right now. I'm, yeah. I've cried to that, like, yeah. bruh. That's real. I I don't want to listen to nobody. See, that's what you should have told Bryson Tiller. <laughs> <laughs> See, I didn't think of that. Yeah, yeah. But I'm a hit him. I'm a hit him with all the shit I cried to. As soon as I meet him, he can be like, "What's up, man?" I'm be like, "Can't tell yeah. me." <laughs> Just a whole list. Yeah, a long yeah. line of yeah. yeah. So so what what. Like is the is the turn for you? Like how do you make it out of that hole? Um Who helps you? Or do you help yourself? I kinda just help myself with, with like assistance from my, my peoples, my niggas. Uh that's man, not that's not me, that's not overnight shit though. No, that's it's like, not. It took a a, it took a while because a lot of these niggas didn't even know I was depressed, nor did they know I had like tried to you know what I'm saying, hurt myself mm-hmm. and uh they didn't know about none of that shit. So like it once I start getting money and like because my the girl left me. Mm. So I'm hella sad. Yeah. But I'm scamming. And then I go to Arizona, go to jail, get out, but I got I made hella money. Mm-hmm. Hella money as soon as I got out. And I was just like, I'm bossing up on the bitch. I'm bossing up. Yeah. And that's when I was listening to Bryson Tiller <laughs> crying and shit, but I'm bossing up. <laughs> Wait, this girl was with you for for six years, you say? Mm-hmm. And one day she's gone. Yeah, that's a long relationship just to disappear. Yeah. Does the money? What does the money do for you though? Uh. Because like you know, for me, I think honestly, I just attached happiness to it. 
Mm-hmm. So when it came, I was able to move a certain way that I wasn't able to move when I didn't have anything and I was stuck in the house, like in the bed. So I'm like, this must be happiness. Yo, and all you're listening to is Can't Tell Me Nothing. And yeah, like, come on. What I do, act more stupidly. Exactly. So you you went to jail. Mm-hmm. How long a bit was that? Uh, I, w- I was only in jail for like a week and a half, oh, two weeks. Like, But you did something down in Arizona? I got caught up at the border with hella... Uh, the Mexican border? No, nah, the, the border from California and Arizona. Right. Mm. With hella devices. Oh, for scamming. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because yeah. oh, devices the, could be a bunch of things. It yeah. could be like, I had a bunch of microwaves. Like, you know. <laughs> I actually did have a microwave, too. That's hella funny. No, because I, I had I had scammed for this microwave from Sears, and I was finna sell it to my auntie. Mm-hmm. So I just had it in a trunk. <laughs> I swear to that's the most random shit for you to say. So... So you do your week and a half down there. Does that mm-hmm. change anything? Um, yeah, cause I'm like, this is this is what my parents is going through. One is hella cold. Mm. It's so cold, and at the time, and still now, I have a sex problem. So I like need to fuck. So I'm mm-hmm. trying to jack off, and it's freezing. You got a sex problem, like your mom has a money problem. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. So, like, I'm like, bruh, get me out of here. Get me out of here. And it was so crazy because they dropped the charges on my paperwork. They dropped the charges, like, first day. I was supposed to get cited out. And I sat, sat in there for, like, a week and a half. I never even seen my none of my public defenders. Never showed up. I didn't even go to physical court. It was digital court the whole time. They didn't show up? Nine digital court sessions. Wait, public digital defender, court? Like, Skype. They took me to a room inside the same prison mm-hmm. that they called the courthouse. Mm-hmm. And they video you in? Uh-huh. What? And you Skype the fucking judge. <laughs> and she's like, what do you what do you plead? Blah, blah, blah. Sanctions this. Blah, blah, blah. Regulations that. Wait. And I don't know. Nothing. You're on one end of, of this Skype mm-hmm. with no public defender with you? Yep. How do you know what to say? I didn't, couldn't say anything. How was the connection? A1. <laughs> it was good? A1. Like, they hear you instantly. Yeah, yeah. I was, and you were yeah, I was thinking about that too. I, I was like, like, what is this power by? Like, yeah, it's Cisco. Who, who, who yeah, did, yeah, yeah, based it's, out of uh, yeah. <laughs> you could have, you could have played too. You could be like, I, you're, you're breaking up. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know, Your, uh, Your Honor. <laughs> it's so, it's so clear. Like, like the sound system's a one. It's yeah. like a nice computer. But yeah. they dropped the charges. Mm-hmm. They dropped the charges. They say, Hayes, roll up your mat, roll my shit up. All the people who like fuck with me in jail is clapping. This white boy's hella mad. I'm getting out. I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. Uh, they open yeah. up the gates and you're out. Mm-hmm. And then where do you go? You go back to Oakland? Nah. That same girl who had left me came down. She she got money from the nigga that she was fucking with. He and got a rental, and then b- brought some money to give to me. And then I went and met my cousin, who uh, I took the fall for. In Arizona and got to it. Because he said that he had found something out, how to do something. And it's something that I need to know about. Wait, going back to the girl. <laughs> so, was this a long con for her <laughs> to be fucking the other guy, steal his money, his money yeah. and the car, and came down to you? That's some loyalty shit. Um, she, she, I don't know what, uh, it's confusing trying to figure out her motivations. Because one, you never know what how a woman feels Internally, when it comes to their secrets, mm. if if That's a, a woman decides <laughs> to like take it to the grave, 
she damn near forgot she did it. So I don't really, I can't really speak on her internal motivations like that. But does she want to do the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be crazy to, to hear her perspective because we got the most toxic relationship of all time. Do I we mean, agree? It sounds that, toxic. Well, no, it's horrible. But we yeah. agree that like the female sex is smarter than like all of us here, for sure. And so. I I think I, I might be on board with what Jeff's saying. Like it yeah. is a long con. She's like you know. Yeah. Look at Sam nodding his head. Uh, no, yeah, she's getting one over on you. Yeah. <laughs> Sam's married. So I he, know. He knows. Yeah. He knows. Uh, so so okay. Now your cousin knows something. Yeah. Was he know? He he just found out. Uh, he found out this Ben. Your Ben is the tax bracket within the bank. He found that spe- specific one out, and it's just everything we bought from there was going crazy. So you're on Look board. Look at my face. Going crazy. crazy. And you're on board right away. Hell yeah. <laughs> I just got out of jail. Yeah. I'm horny and broke. <laughs> By the way, that's a great mixtape title. Yeah, horny, horny, <laughs> and broke. Yeah, yeah. horny and broke. I got I, I got many song names. I might main, name a song Horny and Broke. You should. Yeah. Now you're in it with him. Yeah. And where does that take you? Oh, to that paper. That's yeah. where it took me. To that paper. Yo, it took me all out of state, traveling. You go back and forth between like having tons of money uh-huh. and having no money. Yeah. And then back to tons of money again. Like That was the trap cycle because you spend it all because you know you can make it all back so fast. I'm I'm in the in it's better than drugs to me because like you see your full return. Day of, unless you like a nigga selling pounds or something, right? You gotta break it down, like right. give it to whoever you dealing with, bag it and all that shit. I'm just going into a store and coming out. You're just reciting a Yogati song right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have you been to a lot of casinos? Yeah. Are you a good gambler? Or are you a bad gambler? I don't gamble. All right. You just go. You like smoky air and no windows. <laughs> nah, I was going to casinos to do uh, cash advances off credit cards. Mm. Mm. That's what I was in casinos for. Uh, you know what, by the way? That is the best mo- way to get money at a casino. Yeah. That's smart. Mm-hmm. But you have that gambler's mentality is what I'm saying, though. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, I was already... My hustle is a gamble, so... And I... And I Your back's against and the And I wall, got it down to a science on how to minimalize... The risk? The room to decline and mm-hmm. the risk to go to jail. Yeah. As opposed to if I'm in a casino spending the same amount of money, I won't go to jail, but I'm damn sure could come out twice as broke as I was. So fuck that shit. What are your favorite movies? Um, I I like all cartoons. Mm-hmm. So I can't. Uh, let me let me try to think of some human stuff. <laughs> ATL is my favorite like black movie. Okay. Of all time, mm-hmm. just because the main character like had a fine ass bitch and he was drawing and I draw mm-hmm. and I love to roller skate. Right. I was just gonna say I was gonna say yeah, roller skating. Yeah. Yeah. Um Paid in Fool. Mm-hmm. Oh with Cam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course yeah. I, he was my favorite character up until the end. Oh you're yeah, just yeah. saying that. Where, where you hurt hang, my feelings. You're gonna go hang out with him so you have to say that. No, That's but right. Real, yeah. it, I'm that type of nigga. So like I'm sh- literally showing up, like showing my sex tape to my niggas. <laughs> like I'm pulling up in the fucking Versace robe. Right. Like I'm doing that. Everything until the end. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everything until the end. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that made for a good movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of some other movies. I- I'm a nerd. I like Harry Potter and shit. All right. Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. What's the What's the game like? Quidditch. Quidditch. Yeah. Quidditch. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. You're You're back and forth. Now you're out of jail. And you're making money again. Uh-huh. Is there any long-term plan? Are you like, yo, my goal? I'm gonna put this into my music yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. No, my goal 
is that's what I'm saying to myself in jail. Like I'm finna put this into music. I'm finna start saving up. Like uh, because around this time my mom is about to get out of jail. The house is kind of set. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I held it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and your five six friends. Yeah, yeah. like we we did our Good thing. Good looking out. Um, my brother's not in the house. My little brother not in the house. I kicked him out. We we're always fighting. But mm-hmm. like I still. We'll pull up with a big pack from Macy's and just drop him out here twelve hundred dollars worth of stuff fifteen. Like I'm like, man, I'm I'm doing no music. I'm about to focus on me. I damn near don't even want to help with the house. Once you get out, like there you go. Mm-hmm. I did this for long enough. I had to raise kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck this shit. I damn near want to be hella selfish. But she couldn't understand it at at first, but it was like she got it. You know what I'm saying? I got supportive parents. Mm-hmm. Like, they support. So, I was like, I'm doing music. I just didn't know what to do. <laughs> I had I had 30000 in my pocket, and I walked up to a DJ from the Bay. And I had like $1,500 in Apple gift cards. I scanned from Oregon. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bro, I want to buy you a laptop. I, I, I didn't even know how to approach it. I was like, yeah, man, I got these for you. You get a MacBook, like... I'm trying to fuck with you, like be a follow you, shadow you, like whatever I gotta do. And he was just like, nah. Yo, thank God he wasn't a cop. <laughs> <laughs> he was <laughs> Officer Espinosa. <laughs> yeah. Nah. But uh he was like, nah. And I was like, damn, what do I do? So I kept scamming. Then I lost everything. Then I lost all my money. Cause I had put it all in Bitcoin. But it was in a uh it was in a off the cloud wallet. So I, cause I needed it. I would normally exchange through like websites, like local bitcoins or, uh, uh, like the ATMs. But you'd have limits, and I need like forty bands mm-hmm. in this shit. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna just do it. Deal with these Haitians. The spot gets raided. The bitch I'm with goes to jail. I lose all my money, like every single dollar. I have nothing. I call Fat Man crying like, bro, I'm trying to rap. This is it. I'm tired of like going broke. I'm tired of being up and not knowing what to do. I just want to rap. He was on tour with uh, with Pinch and Pinch was like, open up for another tour. Somebody, I don't know, but they're on the road. Mm-hmm. He was like, get to LA today. And I got there on the mega bus. I scammed for the ticket. Mm. Got there. I had $20. Spent $2 on a Gatorade at $18. To your name. Mm-hmm. And I was like, got to the studio. Yeah. Um, and, and that's how I got to L.A. <laughs> I feel like this is like a movie. Yo, that's a, that's a, that's a one-way scam ticket, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So your whole life is, is on you right, right then and there. Mm-hmm. But it's always been on me, though. It was just a trend. This was just, this is how it's on me this time. That's how I was looking at it. So when you get to the studio, what's your sort of outlook like? Are you like, I'm just going to like stay here and record until I got a project or See, luckily, politic or... Sam, mm-hmm. and for people listening, Sam's my manager. Yes. So um, Sam got a big ass heart. So he kind of already had dealt with somebody like sleeping in the studio before. I don't know who mm-hmm. it was, but... He was just like, well, 
Is the grocery store down the street? Little Caesars is hella cheap. Mm-hmm. Is the twenty four hour fitness? You can like get a free membership and shower up over there. And like, there's the couch. And you're going to an actual studio, or is it like a studio? It's a studio. It's a studio. You got a studio. So that's like costing money. Yeah. And so it's not. I mean, it's his studio, so it's costing him money for rent and electricity, of course. Mm-hmm. He's a gambler because yeah. he's taking a bet. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. What, what did you, What did Sam see in you? I don't know, man. Maybe just talent, or in the hopes, because I'm a good rapper. I've always been a good rapper. I did a song with his artist before he was popping. Young Pinch. Yeah, and um, he liked me enough to like put me on a song. I didn't even know if he heard my music yet, because I, I I was so new to the industry. I didn't know people actually do research before they meet people or like planned for things. So I didn't know. I just thought like, man, this dude don't even know I can rap. He go <laughs> put me on a song with his artist. Then I, I'm going through my phone as I'm like broke, lost all my money, and I'm like, damn, pinch popping now. Everything that he told me he was going to do, he did. Mm. Well, how did you meet Pinch? Through Sam. He was in the studio. Gotcha. when I. So when I would have hella money or just like be in L.A., like fucking with bitches, like shooting videos that I would do nothing with, that just me and my <laughs> director still to this day, like we're just like fucking around, experimenting, being creative. I would record at. His studio at Sam's studio. Mm-hmm. So that's how I met Sam and Pinch. Gotcha. And now you're Guap Dad 4000. Mm-hmm. And where does that name come from? Uh, Me and Kehlani were like trying to bring back AIM. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were like going to get sidekicks. I like scam for a sidekick <laughs> and shit. We were, but T Mobile wouldn't cut them on. It was, they were like, nah, none of the plans fit this, <laughs> the sidekick data, whatever. Can't handle 4G and shit like right. that. Uh, so it was like we were stuck, but we we came up with that name because uh, guap doesn't. I'm not talking about money. It comes from the Filipino word guapo, which means handsome, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is also Spanish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Spanish uh like took over parts of the Philippines. See, si. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So guap dad four thousand was your was your AIM screen screen name? Yeah, it was gonna be. It yeah. was gonna be because I was calling myself uh. Uh, guapo, guap, guap, gracias. <laughs> yeah, handsome, money, money. Thank you. <laughs> I like that. Also, yeah. would be a great mixtape title or, <laughs> or song name. Whatever. Yeah. No, that's fire though. Yeah. yeah. Um, um. By the way, you you did not succeed in bringing aim back. So yeah, yeah that's yeah, another yeah, loss. R.I.P. Yeah, yeah. Definitely took that L. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely took that L. So what's Los Angeles like? Like it's 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 a big city. A lot of people who you know move there. Man, it's bitches. Are, well, yes. But a lot of those bitches are aimless. Like Yeah. Yeah, because they, they yeah. don't have AIM. They're yeah. aimless, though. Like, <laughs> they, they don't know what's going to go on in terms of like their career. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are waitresses. A lot of them are like aspiring actresses. And a lot of them are just like doing whatever they got to do. I, um, I was at this party with the homie. She does music. She, her parents are like super rich. Mm. Hella rich. Like her dad's like a... A billionaire or some shit like her they got hell of money mm-hmm. her mom was like a hundred some airbnbs or some shit like that huh? um and then i was just looking around like a lot of these people got hella followers a lot of these people like came out here to like do their dream and like this is what they resulted to coke so then i wrote this song called the whites are doing coke again mm-hmm. um where does that song take you? 
it took it took me to a, a place because I I realized while I was watching these people do the lines, it's weird for me, but I got act normal, mm. and I'm still like trying to get at the bitch because mm-hmm. she hella fine, right. not my homie through the party, but like just right, one of yeah, yeah, yeah. this Russian bitch, big ass titties, <laughs> um, and I realized, bro, it's hell of us out here, us meaning just like people, like people coming to like L.A. to like dance and sing, do art, stage design, like every fucking niche area. In entertainment, people come out like it's hell of us, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Damn, bro, I'm really doing this shit in my mind." So that's what LA means to me. It's mm-hmm. like a place for me to like really do this shit. You had been on Tumblr. When do you move over to Instagram? I was on Instagram uh, super early because Facebook, not Facebook, but like no, my homie recommended it on Facebook. I was like, "Yeah, download this app, Instagram." <laughs> like. Because I went to private school, and some of those dudes ended up being techies. Mm-hmm. So then they all, like, you know. They went across the bridge. Mm-hmm. They went over to San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> it was in San Francisco. So they already there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same people who put me on Facebook before, like, it hit the black community, the black internet community. Because we were still on MySpace mm-hmm. when people transitioned to Facebook. Mm-hmm. They're, they're the people who put me on Instagram. So I always had one. And then I'm like, all right, I'm finna really start using this. And then... I'm just a, a like entertaining dude. Yeah. So people well want to watch this me podcast says otherwise. <laughs> 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 people want to watch me regardless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of like whatever I'm on. Um, I like to crest on that shit. Yeah. Uh, so I was just popping on everything that I touched. Mm-hmm. What did you want your Instagram to be like? Like that would separate you from everybody else? I know. At the time I was like getting into fashion and shit and I'm just putting like my Tumblr shit on there. I'm just trying to get like the baddest bitches and talk shit. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't... You? Oh no, yeah. For yeah sure. okay, good, good, good. Every time, like look, everything that I do, I'm trying to fuck bitches and talk shit. So throw parties, fuck bitches and talk shit. Go to McDonald's, yep. fuck bitches and talk shit. Okay. Get back on AIM, mm-hmm. to fuck, fuck bitches and... Talk shit? Exactly. So <laughs> that's that's what was my goal. So I was just doing that. But one time it clicked. It was my 24th birthday. This is last year. Uh, yeah. It's my 24th birthday. And I'm um, looking at my phone and I'm like, I got some money in my pocket. And I'm like... Shh. Turn the camera on, bitch. <laughs> she turned the camera on. I'm like, sprinkle this money on me. <laughs> She's sprinkling. Bills falling. I'm like, Shh. it's my 24th birthday. And I just start going the whole spiel on. Like, I'm about to drink all the Hennessy, catch all the Pokemon. I'm never going to be broken of mine, but I still eat cup noodles. <laughs> and it just goes wild. And it just goes wild. It goes crazy. It goes crazy. Like, People rip it off Twitter. Like I went to sleep. I was so I was like two Hennessy bottles in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I fell asleep. She was you sucking my dick. Henny. Yeah, no, I did. Yeah. Uh, she was sucking my dick. I don't even remember if, if we was finished that whole transaction. <laughs> that 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 dick to throat yeah, yeah, deposit. Yeah. Oh no, right. I, I'm I'm with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't. I ain't know. I, I just remember waking up, like notifications in the thousands, and I'm like, what the fuck? First video went crazy, went viral. So now I kind of like got second win. Now you got to double up. Yeah, now I got to double up. My birthday comes around on my 25th. You only do it on your birthday? <laughs> yeah. I couldn't follow up. I had, I, I tried. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
but I was trying other stuff. It wasn't me. What were you trying? To, I, like characters, characters, skits, yeah. things like that. That shit wasn't working because people only liked in my birthday video because it was me. Mm-hmm. Right, I you were being just, yourself. I had to yeah, just yeah. be myself yeah. and be one hundred. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did on my next birthday. What'd that went viral. I talked shit. Yeah, I told motherfuckers that I was born better than them. I'm better than everybody watching the video. Uh, I told him that I was the fat. I was the best sperm, obviously. So I've been that nigga since a single celled organism, and have remained so now that I'm multiple celled. <laughs> uh, and where does that? So, you know, Instagram video, obviously. Like, who whose accounts is that getting on? Man, it got on like so, like World Star, all the big like. Mm-hmm. Bossip, Snoop Dogg played a major role in in the in it blowing up the second time, and he also just blew me up a third time, cause I I was making videos from then on just like confessing to the camera like <laughs> basically like bro my life's spiraling out of control I have a Hennessy problem I'm addicted to sex I can't stop watching fucking Japanese cartoons and people are like 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 yeah like, people was like, <laughs> like this is me yeah. this is me. <laughs> And some and it's so crazy because people like the video so much that they eat they like uh even if they didn't identify with everything, they'll like repost and be like, I don't I don't I'm not sexually attracted to tacos, but I do like chicken wings and I drink tequila like he drinks Hennessy. Look at this, mom. <laughs> like a pastor, a popular pastor on Facebook mm-hmm. uh posted me as an example of like how to confess to him. <laughs> what? Yeah. You made it. Wow, a real role model. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you are a man of God, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, they say, they say like God created everybody in His image, mm-hmm. and I feel like I must look like the closest to Him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, what's what's a good story from a family member who who saw any of these videos? Your confessions. <laughs> yeah. Um. You are so crazy. My family wasn't surprised. Really? Yeah. They were like, oh, yeah, we've seen this. Yeah, because we've heard it's this. me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Amazing. me. Yeah. Amazing. I never really even thought about it either, but like literally I got no backlash, no nothing. It was just like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Did your family know that like you were a star like that? I mean, like obviously like yeah, you had been throwing, yeah, like you'd been throwing parties, you'd been like the, the local star, right? Like that, that you were so like out here like that um they everybody expected it to be i've been the star child Mm -hmm. because i was the smartest Mm -hmm. i was the most talented i was like the person helping everybody with their homework like i'm tutoring family members older people like i'm doing it all what was the first time uh meeting snoop like i haven't met snoop you haven't met him yet no what are you waiting for for him to just be like nephew <laughs> and i'm like oh man neiman marcus nephew on the way <laughs> yeah um so yeah so you did this interview with notionus.com do you remember this no i don't remember this at all oh well you I, did. I don't remember that at all i probably did the interview drunk wait maybe god did it because you know yeah same image mm-hmm. right yeah so you did this interview with notionus.com Back in October of 2016, and even back then, you had been in the studio, in CeeLo's studio. Yeah, 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 yeah. So how does that happen? Uh, w- CeeLo was like, that's where Sue was had a, booked a session, and that's where he did uh, 
backflip at mm. for uh, Casey Veggies. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was there from start to finish. And it was weird for me. That was my first, like, music experience because I, like, freestyled some bars. We were all freestyling. Casey didn't know me. He just, we both had a Ferragamo polos. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, we got Ferragamo. I wasn't a Ferragamo Falcon yet, though. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I, you had to evolve into that. Right? Yeah, no, no. Yeah. I was just like a Cartier, like chiclet. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I left. I went to 7 Eleven. I came back. Damn near every bar that I freestyled was like on the song. And I was like, whoa. But. I didn't. I didn't know. I was juiced. I was excited. I was stoked. Wait, so Nigga. you ghost rode for for one of them? Mm-hmm. Got it. Um, so you were stoked, like, and and I don't even count it as uh, a ghost ride. It was just like maybe you just like I don't know. I don't yeah, know yeah. how. But that was that was my first experience in the thing. And CeeLo was there, and I remember he had like booked one of the rooms out just for his cat. <laughs> sure. Yeah. That's a boss move, though. A boss ass right? motherfucking move. Right? What the fuck. <laughs> We should all aspire to do that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's so, very goals. That's very me. It mm-hmm. is, yeah. Yeah, so, I'm going to be like, hmm, this is Margella Mintz. <laughs> he needs a six-hour block <laughs> with an engineer. <laughs> so, <laughs> and a classical pianist to never stop playing. <laughs> is, it, is it normal for you or weird for you to be around all of these seasoned artists? Um... It's inspiring. It's not weird. Yeah. You didn't feel like intimidated to be like, oh, well, there's CeeLo, there's Casey Veggies, there's I Am Sue. CeeLo was just there. He wasn't actually in the uh, the studio with us. Mm-hmm. His it cat was. was. Yeah. <laughs> Were you intimidated by the cat? Yeah, because he richer than me. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like I don't like being one-upped yeah, yeah, yeah. by animals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, if there's anything we know about you, it's that you do things for the money and the pussy, so yeah. that fit right in. You know yeah, what I'm exactly. So so you're around all these guys. You've been to Wiz's mansion. Mm-hmm. What was that like? Uh, Empty. <laughs> like no furniture? No, nah, it was just like not a lot of people there. Mm. Being around all these artists is inspiring. Did it take your art to a whole nother level? For sure, because I, I soak up game. I soak up game. Like, even when we first got up here, I was, because people wanted me to, like, do a podcast, so I didn't already peep your whole setup. Yeah. Mm. Recording on Garage Man, three mics, stay close. Bumps. That's what it is. Like, I, yeah. 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 I soaked up the whole formula <laughs> when I got here. So, like, just imagine that in a recording session. Like, I'm peeping. Oh, man, these guys are working. Because I've always been a good rapper, but it takes me a while to rap at first. So, I'm like, mm, 16 bars. <laughs> like, hey, keep, can you play that part back? Right. And... I'm trying to be the dude, like, need to convince these bigger people to put me on a song. Mm-hmm. And especially with somebody like Sue, that nigga move at lightning speeds. Lightning speeds. He flying through songs in like five minutes. Anthem hooks. Mm. I'm like, I got to keep up. And so I just applied that to me. Started working faster. Even now, like... I'm meeting a lot of great songwriters. I'm taking that in because I'm trying to advance my songwriting in terms mm-hmm. of like uh, content, song structure, hook, and shit like that. So all I do is watch and learn. I'm a vi- I'm a visual learner. Mm. But so now, when you're putting out your music, do you feel like you've hit your stride? <sighs> I feel like I'm starting to. Yeah, I'm I'm, st- I'm definitely starting to. And what sort of showed you that? Just the response from the project. Mm. I didn't know. 
what it was going to be like. Because to my mind, it was just all the songs that I had first recorded when I moved into the studio. Only like two or three of those songs are like super recent. Everything mm-hmm. else was hella early. So I wanted, we well, it was Sam's idea to put it out in a way that like feeds the people so they can grow with me. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. now I'm in a different place than I was when I made that project. Sure. And I'm better. Um, but I can't just come out like that because right. it's weird. So having seen the people react that way to what I put out, to Scamboy Color, which mm. is the name of it, um, I feel unstoppable. I just want to keep doing me. I didn't have to like sound like anybody. I didn't have to force anything. I just had to rap. Mm. It feels hella good. I bet. Yeah. Well, And you're in charge of of your whole image, your whole sound, your yeah. whole everything, right? Uh-huh. No one is is there being like A and R in your stuff. No one's like you know. Just my partners. Yeah, but mostly it's just me. Yeah, that's it. I got um, I live with somebody who would go on to like do creative stuff for me later on, but right now he just like helps out where he can, assistant work and shit sometimes. His name's Christian, and it's like my cousin but also best friend so he's like my second year on shit and then sam of course but that's it i, I like all the dudes who were in the group all staying in the house we still i'm like tight yeah tight tight mm-hmm. um they'll i'll text them drafts and they'll be like trash <laughs> garbage or fire you know what I'm saying? So, like, I, mean, I got a lot of people have, to... Yeah, that's great to have people who are, like, honest with you. Yeah, I definitely have a lot of no men. hmm And I keep it that mm-hmm. way because, one, I'm reckless as fuck. Like, as fuck. I was, I was hungover drunk before I got here. Mm-hmm. I'm wild. So, I need them type of people. For sure. You need yeah. them to say no when you're, like, just another round of Duce. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so now... There's a lot of interest from from major labels around you. Yeah, we've been hearing your name everywhere. Different labels for the past like I would say month, month and a half. Yeah. Right? That's dope. Yeah. What do you want from a partner? Um, the ability to do what I was doing but at the same time like I don't care working under pressure because I work well under pressure, but I want the ability to like get better through this whole recording process when I was making this project, I've, like, knew that I was getting better as I was doing it. Sort of like playing a video game when you start, like, chaining longer combos in Mortal Kombat and shit, and you like, I'm low-key beating ass right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I want to really, like, master it. And I feel like if you sit and you listen to the project front to back, it's no way that you could be like, man, I absolutely hate this. I, do I have any, like, standout, like, radio hits? No. So that's maybe what I would want, is, like, them to bring me some radio hits. Like, let's make some mainstream money. But at the same time, that's not my, like, I'm trying to create, like, raw shit and be an individual and a brand. And yourself. Yeah. yeah. That's re- that's the best part. I also really like that you do your own artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, talk about, were there any other versions of the the cover for your your mixtape um no that was just <laughs> always the vision yeah i i like i sam was like man start the fucking covers start the covers <laughs> and i was catting for a while because i gotta feel like doing it 
mm-hmm. and then I just felt like doing it one day when he was like, start the fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, all right, I started that process. I didn't finish him when he wanted me to either, but well, yeah. um, I just kind of know. Mm-hmm. It just it, it, It's that. So what does your what does your extended family think now? Um They they like I got a lot of people like trying to like join into this shit, you know what I'm saying? Your family's I, gotten bigger suddenly. Uh not really bigger but like cuz I won't let it. Mm. Yeah. Uh But like if Eric I mean, and I people, start calling you calling like if we're like, yo, that's my cousin now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm cool. Yeah. I've been trying to like marry into a Jewish family forever, so like, I'm damn near fucking with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's just like people. I want to go like, to your wedding because I know they're gonna wear khakis and like you know a collared shirt just like all the Jews do. Right? Yeah, so yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jewish clothes. Yeah. Actually, for my wedding, I'm gonna fucking cascade from the ceiling. Like a waterfall. No, like a Givenchy glitter glisten. Wow, yo, you love alliteration. Yeah, no yeah. one loves alliteration more than you. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna be on a fucking all white harness mm-hmm. with my chest out. Mm. I, I don't, I don't want a bow tie. I want to have a sexy wedding. <laughs> sexy, grown and sexy. Yeah, hard grown. bottoms only. <laughs> grown and sexy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if it, if it doesn't sound like uh, hard bottoms clacking, yep. yeah, yeah, no, no. I want to like spin around and do childish shit when I had my grown man slip and slides <laughs> on. I'm gonna. I'm gonna come down on the fucking hydraulic lift or the harness or whatever, and then I'm gonna touch mm. my wife ring finger with, yeah. with my pointer finger. Mm-hmm. It's just like the creation of uh, Adam. Wow. Exactly. Yeah, wow. At the know. Sistine Chapel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, Michelangelo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine art. And then tell her. <laughs> yeah. I love you, bitch. <laughs> mm. No, because you know why he gets married. He gets married for uh, for money and bitches, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um. All right, so before we get out of here, I have two more questions. I don't know how many you have, but all right. Uh, one, how many? What's your nicest uh, do rag? Uh, the one that I made, which is uh the Celine Dad Four Thousand, now available on Guapdad Four Thousand dot com. No, but Merch. like literally, it it's uh it's a silk and satin blend, so it has a good stretch to it, and it's soft as hell. Yeah, it's so it's the best fabric. But I do like the pure silkies, but they don't stretch. Right. I got these from a New York brand uh, called Silk City. Mm-hmm. And they, like, just drop some do-rags with Ferg. That's dope. It's, like, solid colors. I like yeah. them. Yeah. But I, I like the fabric on mine the best, yeah. Who stole that, fra- that fabric? Uh, <laughs> The manufacturer. <laughs> I was I was not involved uh, in, in the purchase of the fabric. Right. Thankfully. Yeah. Um, my last question is... So I was obviously watching a lot of your videos, uh-huh. and the more I listened to your voice, the more I was like, yo, he sounds exactly like Lloyd. I get this. I knew you were going to say Lloyd. Really? I knew you. I get it all the time. You, you well, By the way, your grandfather, that's that's uh, Louisiana blood right there, right? Mm. So You don't think. <laughs> yo. Cuzzo. <laughs> Where you at? I need a hook. But I was wondering if you could just read this. <laughs> yeah, it's Young Lloyd reporting live from Atlanta, Georgia. Wheezy F Baby, Decatur where it's greater. And uh, I want all my sexy ladies to report to the dance floor immediately. We're gonna go and glide this one, y'all. Speak, Wheezy. <laughs> <laughs>
right off the bat, yeah, the boy got yeah. dollars. I know that verse too. Yeah. Of course you know the verse. It's you. <laughs> no, the song is you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Yo, hella funny. Congratulations on everything. Thank you. I, man, we just wish you all the success in the world. You're on a hell of a, a wave. It's, it's a, like a microwave, you know, but it's, yeah. it's a wave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but we appreciate you stopping by. The microwave still cushion. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm saying. Just don't cross the border with me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Um, yo, thanks for coming up and uh, and congratulations. Hey man, thank y'all for having me. This was this was dope. This is one of my funner uh, interviews ever. I just hope you know she does. Yeah. <laughs> yo, appreciate you. <laughs> thanks everyone for listening to this new episode of Waste Time with It's the Real. Jeff, if people want to find out more about us, we are It's the Real. If people want to find out more about this podcast, it's called A Waste of Time with It's the Real. And there's 167 other episodes they can get into. If people want to know more about our 10-year career and the brand that we built, where can they go? You can always go to itsthereal.com, I-T-S-T-H-E-R-E-A-L.com, no apostrophes, no spaces, no service. We are also on iTunes. Search for A Waste of Time with It's The Real or go to soundcloud.com slash a waste of time or should you be on Stitcher or any other Android app, we are there as well. You can always listen to our music and I suggest you do listen to our music because now the roots have approved some of it. (laughs) So go to Spotify, listen to Teddy Bear Fresh or you can go to Title because the the splits there are the best. Right. You can also go to Apple Music. You can also go to SoundCloud. You can go anywhere else. Go find our music, Teddy Bear Fresh by It's The Real. If you want to find us on Instagram, where we have gained over 250 followers this week, hey, then maybe you should find us on Instagram where? at It's The Real. Oh. You can also go to Twitter at It's The Real, Facebook at It's The Real, on Snapchat. We are It's It's The Real, even though we barely use it, but we always appreciate the followers. And we are on Twitch at it's the real it's the real because it's the real was taken i don't think we're ever going to use twitch i'm just going to be very honest i don't think we're ever going to use it but i'm glad that we are what it's, it's the, the real, real it's, it's the, the real. real i just like collecting followers so we can sell the information and make some money off of you that you know what get it how you live yeah guys we know that this podcast is not going anywhere not to akron not to los angeles not to london not to back to new york Unless you guys spread the word. We want to double up our audience, and we know it starts with us. We like to shout you guys out, and we appreciate you spreading the word. Jeff, who do you want to shout out this week? I want to shout out, first and foremost, KingRel underscore underscore, who said y'all should interview GuapDad4000, and we had already done it. Nice. So we're on the same wavelength as as KingRel underscore underscore. I also want to shout out Posh underscore Shino. I want to shout out Mac the Most. I want to shout out Sheeta, who said that GuapDad 4000s, a.k.a. must have been fire, fire, fire. I really hope it was, you know, for your sake, Sheeta. I, Jeff, would like to shout out three people as well. Those are our friends, Amir Abbasi, Jamal Jamo, and Kazim Famuide. Yes. Shout out to those guys who were nice enough to drop everything they were doing. During Grammy Week. And join us for a much-needed, fantastic lunch downtown it was great to catch up with them they're three amazing people and 
It was good just to sort of like talk on a human level, just how life is, what we're excited about, and enjoy some good food. And it was dope to not have cameras around because when you you know you when you have, when you have Twitch followers like us, yeah, when you have Duce Palooza's own Kazim Famuide, when you have oh my god, yeah, when you have Jamal Jamo who is one of the funniest people in the game, when you have Amir Basi blame the label who's one of the nicest people, you know. It was it was just refreshing to sit down with those guys and just hang out. That yeah. was really great. Shout out to them. Hopefully we'll do more of those. Shout out to all you guys for listening to this episode. And shouts once again to The Roots for playing our song Waco as entrance music on The Tonight Show. And I don't know when we're ever coming back to Earth, but we're enjoying it. As always, guys, now for real, for real. Sure, sure. We'll see you guys next week. Brrrah!